0: Hi, this is Doug, and this is Adam, and this is These Amazing Places Podcast. Today we're going to cover Soren and Epcot and Walt Disney World in Florida, and uh, with that we're going to also uh, feature an audio ride-through later on. We're also going to feature uh, in our restaurant review, La Cellier, along with some other uh, quick uh, service places within the park. And we'll also cover some other uh, things throughout the park uh, itself.
1: As always, you can call our voicemail line, 641-715-3900, extension 53056. Or you can go to our website, click on the contact page, and send us an email. And as always, you can check out our website for different pictures. We have Photo Gallery up now that's scrolling through just some various pictures that we've done podcasts of. And you can download us on iTunes.
0: Adam, since you were just recently in Epcot and, uh, well, not too long ago, I think, and it was in August, uh, why don't you uh, give us just a few of your uh, thoughts on the park?
1: Okay. Well, we've covered Epcot before in a previous podcast, but just to kind of get a a general feeling again... Epcot split up into two sections. Future World is the front main half with Spaceship Earth, which is the geodesic sphere that you see and everybody knows as Epcot, and everyone calls it the golf ball. The back part is uh, World Showcase with the countries in the different feel, like that. Um, but uh, World Showcase opens earlier, or, I'm sorry, not World Showcase, Future World opens earlier than uh, World Showcase. And then within Future World is Soarin', which is what we're covering today. But um, also something that we should talk about is transportation to get to Epcot. We've covered it before, but let's just get a general feel for those that may not have listened to our Right. Other podcasts. right. In
0: case this is your first uh, time of listening to our podcast, then uh, you can kind of get a general uh, amount of information on transportation into the parks. All right. First, uh, let's just run down through them quickly. You can park. You can drive in and park at the park. That is $11 per vehicle. Uh, you can ride a bus from any one of your resorts. You can ride the monorail from Magic Kingdom over to Epcot. You can ride the water ferry from Hollywood Studios and from the Swan and Dolphin uh, Boardwalk or the Yacht and Beach Club. You can also walk from Hollywood Studios. And I do believe that's it. Sounds good. Okay, Adam, so let's uh, run through a couple of the quick service places that you've been to that you had some experience from. Okay, well,
1: we spent quite a bit of time in Disney World when we went, and sure enough, we spent more of our time in Epcot just because we thought it was a cool park, and it had a lot of good food. Um, Two of the, actually, three places that we ate just kind of quick service snack-oriented meals, one of them was in China at the Lotus Blossom Cafe. Very good food. It's not... um, it's not like what you would say a hole in the wall Chinese place, but it's very fresh, very good tasting, uh, fresh food, and it was all. Th- I think it was close to authentic tasting. Uh, in Morocco is a Tangerine Cafe that is um, we've talked about that before, where you yeah, can get lamb and chicken pitas and things like that. Yeah, and it's, I've heard a lot of
0: great reviews about that place. Yeah,
1: I will comment if you're not a wild, you know, outgoing eater. Morocco and Tangerine Cafe may not be the best. My wife didn't really like the chicken that she got and but I I was all about the lamb. They they actually yeah, yeah, put the yeah, pita. The, the pita gets grilled on the grill and it's a thick flour pita and so it just oh, it just tastes so good. Is but that the, more like a gyro? It's very much like okay. one, but I don't know, compared to the Greek restaurants around here that we've had it it just tasted just better grilled, you know, as opposed to fried or something, but anyway. Okay, and then next and you then, went into Germany. Yeah, so. and then <laughs> Germany we had, we actually didn't eat at the quick service meal there, but we, uh, before Illuminations, which is the nighttime fireworks, we actually went and got a pretzel, and uh, man, those pretzels are really good, and they have like kind of a, a real, little snack bar that you can uh, get something, it's on the outskirts of Germany as you're walking across um, World Showcase, so... That's the quick service restaurants.
0: Okay, and so then we're going to cover as our uh, restaurant review for this week a place that Adam went to called La Cellier Steakhouse. That's in the Canadian Pavilion in Epcot World Showcase. And uh, let's see here. Uh, I know that this place was just recently revamped. It's. Uh, I'll just read a little bit here. La Cellier Steakhouse is located below the Chateau at the Canadian Pavilion. It's uh, designed to resemble a wine cellar, which it used to be called. Well, Le Cellier is The Cellar, right? Right. Okay. Yep. Well, so it's still, still, you know, even though I think it was before they revamped it, it looked more more like a wine cellar. I believe that's correct. So anyway, uh, let's uh, get a little bit into uh, what, uh, what did you think of the place, Adam? Uh, this is probably the top restaurant.
1: That we ate at while I was there, so it is top of the line. Uh, food quality, service, the environment is just kind of fun. It's it's kind of interesting the way you walk into the restaurant. You you can see Canada. Like if you're facing Canada, you have to kind of go to the right and go into this little like garden area. They have like and then there's a little pond and and it's built into like a rock formation. And then La Cellier is like on your left to the path as you take the path into the garden area to the left and you walk in the doors. But uh, aside from that, the food was amazing. I highly, highly recommend the mushroom filet mignon. That was recommended to me by Roy. If now that you guys know who Roy is, Disney Vacation Club, uh, friend of ours. But uh, it was great. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. It was not a lot of meat, but at the same time, we ha- there was like mashed potatoes next to it they serve these breadsticks that are so amazing you can get an appetizer that's the cheese soup which is oh it's I've by already, far yeah
0: I heard someone else speak about uh, the cheese soup and they said was you could make a meal out of the cheese yeah. soup and the bread
1: yeah um and then we had man I don't even know what we had for dessert um but it escapes me right now. But anyway, the whole experience was great. The service was
0: great. Um, now, it does qualify for the Disney Dining Plan, It does correct?
1: qualify for the Disney Dining Plan. There's something to note about that. The previous dining plan used to include appetizers. Well, now La Cellier has included this. Uh, it's kind of like a, a way that you can get an appetizer with using the dining plan now. Uh, I forget what it's called, but basically that's how we got the cheese soup as a part of our meal. Because we got the cheese soup, a main course, and a dessert. Of course, drinks are included, um, and so it was. That's how we got the cheese soup and the breadsticks already come with your meal anyway. It's kind of like when you go to Olive Garden, you get it or whatever. Right, you get breadsticks along with your meal. But
0: and the, so what and were the what were the portion sizes like?
1: They weren't that big, um, but honestly, with all that food, I was stuffed when we were done. So um, even though the
0: portion sizes don't look large,
1: yeah, they don't look large, but by far, when you're when you're done eating them, you you feel Full. And uh, let me comment about the breadsticks. There's three different kinds of breadsticks. One of them was like a pretzel breadstick, and the other, I don't even know, but they were great breadsticks. So, (laughs) it was awesome. And then the cheese, of course, dipping the breadsticks in the cheese soup, that makes it even even better. So, I do want to comment also on this. If you plan on going there, please, please, please make a reservation. You have to, I... There were many people that came in and they were like, oh, hey, I don't have reservations. Can I get in tonight? And they turned them away because they, this place books up like crazy all the time. So if you're booking a trip to Disney, please make a reservation because I would hate to see you turn away from be turned away from this great restaurant.
0: Okay. And uh, I'm just kind of looking quickly through the menu. Uh, if you're not on the dining plan, it looks like uh, appetizers, starters, as they call them, can range from 8.99 to 12.99 that soup that we talked about which is really the only soup that it shows here a cup of that's 5.49 a bowl is 6.99 um uh, entrees range from of course the New York strip steak which is 30 bucks the filet mignon the that added uh, twenty five yeah, ninety nine. I was gonna say. So you know, the dining plan when you look at some of these is a great deal. Oh yeah. When you're looking at costs and maybe forty dollars a day. Yeah. And the things that you get, it actually breaks down to where you can eat really good. Yeah. For uh for you know that forty dollars a day or seventy if you want to go with the deluxe and and just pack oh. it on like a mule. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean oh, it's just just absolutely painful.
1: Yeah. Keep in mind the dining plans are different now. They have a quick service one so le sellier is not quick service it's table service so you can't use the quick service dining plan on this but um i think the, the prices vary of course quick service is cheaper but yeah our, we had the middle dining plan now which would be considered now and uh that was like i think it was 38 dollars a person per day so if you count in i had the m- meal plan and i had the flame, mignon that's 26 bucks for my meal Plus, I got desserts, which
0: was read some of the desserts on there. Uh, cheesecake, chocolate on chocolate whiskey cake. That sounds. I think that I've heard about that, and that's famous for there. Oh yeah, maple uh, cream creme brulee. That's what I had for you did. Yeah, that's six ninety nine. So you can add that on to your twenty five ninety nine, and you're up to what thirty two dollars yeah. at that point. Plus drinks, so, like two bucks.
1: So that right, thirty four bucks. Thirty
0: three, thirty four. Yeah, I mean, and that
1: it doesn't. And the, my and dining That's your plan, one meal. That's. And my dining plan for thirty-seven dollars for a quick service, a table service, and snack—that's an amazing deal compared yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. So you are so. actually
0: you're taking money from them at that point. <laughs> yeah. But so, anyway, uh, let's see here. Then, uh, so I've read off some of the desserts. The desserts run from, uh, uh, you know, they look like they run from. Well, you know what? Let me go back to the entrees real quick. The least expensive entree is a grilled steak burger at twelve forty-nine. All right, on to desserts. Looks like anywhere from. Four bucks to eight bucks. Uh, just quickly looking them. They do have a uh, uh, children's menu also. So with, um, what is it, macaroni, stuff like that. Uh, it looks like it's fairly simple as and far as there the are, children's menu.
1: There are children's options on the dining plan. That's cheaper than, obviously, $37, $38 bucks okay, a day,
0: so going I'm through doing. some of the drinks here. Chocolate raspberry shake. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds incredible. Actually,
1: I think my wife had one of those shakes for... Oh, never mind. That was at Sci-Fi dine Theater.
0: But okay, anyway. Okay, so they have wines. They have another thing called a Sour Apple Freeze, which is a frozen, frosty, frozen beverage. Okay, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, on the kids, then it says that uh, beef macaroni, and then they have kids picks choice of one appetizer, one entree and one dessert, carrot celery sticks, cheddar, all the cheddar cheese soup, pasta with tomato sauce, which is like uh, probably like a marinara, hot dog or grilled steak, and then ice cream. That's not bad, that's not bad, and then they have pizza. Also for the childrens,
1: and I'm I'm hungry, Doug. Yeah, I know this is uh,
0: <laughs> sounding pretty good. Uh, uh, maybe we'll have to take a break here in the show, and, just get and some we'll be back. <laughs> 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 okay, well, uh, with that, that is La Cellier, and uh, if you're in the park, go check it out. I've heard from a lot of people that this is a place to go. Uh, I believe it's one of the newest revamped uh, restaurants in the park, so go check that out.
1: Okay, Doug. So let's move on to extra magic hours specific to EPCOT, and let's reiterate this: you are valid to be able to use extra magic hours if you are staying in some kind of a resort that's Walt Disney World property. But you can also no, you you also um, if you stay on uh, over in downtown Disney, there are a couple of those hotels. It was like the Hilton. And a couple of those other non-Disney related. Was um, Swan and Dolphin one of those? Swan and Dolphin is Disney. Disney okay. owns that. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, it's, you, can, you can use extra magic hours if you're staying in, at the Hilton and some other ones. Check check out the website. Make sure that you are, if you want to use extra now, magic and hours. Actually, how it. do you get
0: extra magic hours? How okay. does that work?
1: Well, basically, if... There are two, there's the mornings and the evenings, okay? The morning extra magic hours, you all have tickets that are valid. And if you're staying on property, you actually have your key card that opens your door is a card. It's like a credit card. On top of that, it doubles as your ticket into the park. It also doubles as your meal plan if you have a meal plan. It also, you can put a credit card on it and you can make purchases on it. And so basically this one token that opens your room does all this stuff And basically, if you have one of those things that shows that you are staying on property, that's how you can get into the gates through extra magic hours in the morning. Now in the evening, everyone's already there. So what they do is there's certain locations throughout the park that have wristbands that they give out. But in order to get a wristband, you have to verify that you have your room key with you. So um, let's, let's give an example here. My wife and I stayed in a room, each of us had a card. Now, I carry the cards usually because we only needed one to get in the room, we only needed one for the meal plan, stuff like that. However, if we wanted to get extra magic hours, my one card would not cover for her extra magic hours, so I had to carry her card with me to make sure, you know, because it's individual wristbands for each person. Unless
0: she's with you at the time when you go to get those, right?
1: Now, technically, if you don't have a wristband, you can still stay in the park, they're not going to kick you out. The problem is you can't ride any rides. Because they're going to be when you go into the ride at that certain time when Extra Magic Hours starts and the park closes technically for everybody else. They basically you walk up and you raise your hand and it shows that you have a wristband on before you can ride the ride. So, so did you see a
0: lot of people? Did you notice very many people just wandering around, not really riding around? Yeah, there were several
1: people actually. that we're just were just chilling park then kind of hanging out. Whatever. Yeah. They just, yeah. I, I guess. It, I mean, you could go
0: eat if there are there yeah. still places open. Oh yeah. There's still places you open. You can hear music. Um, you can do a lot of that kind of no, stuff. No, I
1: don't know if table service, because I think they would close, but if they're all but those, like the. Uh, like the pretzel at Germany that I right. had, that was open. Well, probably. You know. uh,
0: what was the place I went to there? The pub. Um, Over with, uh, the UK? Rosen Crown. Rosen Crown? It's probably still open then. You think? Something like okay. That. Probably not as far as table service, but they have a bar and stuff in there, I would assume. Yeah. That that's probably still open. Because, I mean, that's more money that they
1: make, and of course people get snacky kind right. of out and um okay but anyway let's also talk about the fast pass during extra magic hours i think you want to yeah talk about
0: yeah that. i want to know about that
1: okay the fast pass is still valid during extra magic hours so that is another advantage of staying on disney property is okay eight o'clock in the morning uh is extra magic hours nine o'clock is when everyone else can get in the park in the morning Out extra magic hours so, I get in at 8.05, and there's a ride that I really want to ride later on in the day. I can go in, get my fast pass, and it'll tell me a time, and I'll be good. Now I, since I had extra magic hours, I got in before anybody else could get in and use my fast pass. The same thing is true for the evening. If, if say, uh, you go in and you want to ride Test Track, which is in um, Epcot, and the fast passes are running out throughout the day because people keep using them, and as and there's only a certain amount, so they will run out if you don't get to a ride like Toy Story over in Hollywood yeah, Studios I that ran of. out yeah. before noon every day, and I, there's no way we could get them unless we went in early. But a- anyway, um, you could still have a Fast Pass Valid um, that you could use during Extra Magic Hours for that evening. Um, and now it also, it gives you a time when you can come back. That's the ideal time to come back, and the line's probably going to be shorter. But, but you can actually wait. Until the end of the day, and use your Fast Pass at the end of the day during extra Magic Hours, even so. Okay, you know what I mean. Like say plan basically. Let's do save
0: it until yeah, and use it then. Yeah, let's do an example. That actually might be a good idea.
1: Yeah, it it says at the end of the day. It says the day on this on the Fast Pass, so you can't really get in another day. They're more specific about that, which is good. But I get a Fast Pass for Test Track. It says seven p.m. Okay. I know that night Extra Magic Hours is happening after 10pm. We go back at 11pm and the line is extremely long because it would be like that, um, in fact it was when we were there. I can use my fast pass for 7pm to go back in at 10pm because it's basically the first start time, any time after that you can go in. So even though it does give you, like it'll say 7pm to 8pm is your fast pass return time, it, you don't really have to. It doesn't really but expire. So as long as you don't
0: use it. Now, but you can oh, only yeah. fast pass the ride one time a day, right? Uh, no. You can, you can fast pass it more than you once. You just can't have two fast passes at one time. Yeah,
1: you can. You can. You just have to time it out. Because also, say you put your fast pass in, it spits it out. On top of the fast pass, you know, you got the date, the time of your return, but it also tells you the next time you can get a fast pass. Okay. And that's a generic anywhere. All right. So it tells so you, you that can when, use you're,
0: this, yeah. when you're uh, when you're what is it I want to say uh, able to I guess I, I can't think of the other. Yeah, right usually now. it's like an hour eligible, and a half. when you're eligible. To it get it
1: varies week. actually. It's sometimes an hour and a half after you just got it. Like the time you just got it is usually an hour and a half. So sometimes if say 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. I go get a fast pass for 11 a.m. But it tells me that 11:15. I could get my next Fast Pass. Okay. So, All in right. other words, you don't have to. It's not like wait until you use your next Fast Pass before you can go get another one. It just one. tells you when you're eligible yeah. next, and if that you, and that. So you can't just walk in the
0: park and go and get Fast Passes for every ride immediately. Right. As soon as you can. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's jump back to Extra Magic Hours here because I still have a. Okay. okay well, now, you went to the... We're going to just deal with specifically the Epcot right Epcot. now. And you went mm-hmm. to the morning and the evening, right? Yes. What time did the morning one start? 8
1: a.m. with the park opening at 9 a.m. for okay, regular... Okay, so you had an guess. hour. Mm-hmm.
0: And was it busy?
1: Not in the morning. Really? The morning was great. In fact, Spaceship Earth tends to be like the busiest ride in the morning because it's the first thing that people see in the park. When we got there, I got we walked on Spaceship Earth. And we got there even at 8.30. I sh- We showed so up at 8.30 cool. instead so um so no like the morning ones as an overall and we even went magic kingdom in the morning and it was it was somewhat busy still but it, i think the morning ones are better but your shorter time limit than now, in the evening,
0: So uh and then you went to the evening uh-huh and uh what uh, what time do the evening ones start 10 o'clock 10 o'clock close to the park and yeah. then you go there
1: now the, the times do change occasionally like sunday right. night Sunday night, it's an hour earlier. earlier. Yeah, Friday nights, it's usually an hour later. I mean, just check out the Disney site. We'll stick it on our uh, our show notes. And uh, it tells you specifics. It says what rides are are open, which I do want to comment on that. The morning Extra Magic Hour rides that are available in Epcot are Living with the Land, Mission Space, Soarin', Spaceship Earth, and Test Track. Those are the only rides that are open. Now, in the evening... Of course, World Showcase is open, so that includes a lot more rides, which you would
0: think would spread people out a little more. Yeah. just so that yeah. yeah. Although the the popular rides are still long, yeah, like that's because everybody thinks yeah. the same thing. Hey, I'll bet I can get into the ride easier if I go right. during ma- extra magic hours.
1: But uh, again, utilize the display system that Disney has um, over on the land. There's a big display that just kind of uh, repeats, but it gives you a time of approximately um what time the you'll get, how long you'll have to wait in line at a certain ride but it'll also tell you if a fast pass is available uh, and sometimes it even tells you what where the fast pass return is okay if you go get a fast pass so okay. usually they're expired and by now the evening, uh
0: let's say after the what time did you leave the park doing extra magic hours Oh, in the evening when you did that at Epcot.
1: Um, well, let's see. If it started at 10 p.m., we left at 1 a.m.
0: Okay, so. and so you had to walk back to your hotel room then because there were no bus service or anything, right? No, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kidding. I, that was that was my way of asking the question. Oh, uh, actually, yes, we walked. Yeah, <laughs> and an alligator bit me on <laughs> there the way. Some hippies <laughs> that picked them up along the way.
1: <laughs> no, that'd be a long walk. We stayed at the All Star Resorts,
0: and holy cow! Okay, and so now, uh, so then the buses were still running. Yes. With about the monorails. Yep. Every all
1: Disney transportation runs, I think it's up to it's like a half an hour past the closing the the oh, of Extra Magic, maybe even a little longer than that. Um, but they're really good about it, honestly.
0: You, if you know, what, you, I think I read somewhere it was two hours past closing that the monorail it? continues to run. Oh, the monorail, but now that that could be, yeah, I think that I read that somewhere, but uh. You know what, too? Before we move on, also, let's give a shout-out to Bob. Oh, yeah. Uh, He kind of checked us on some of our information Uh uh, and has been kind of helping us out here. Uh, Adam and I do not propose to be know-it-all everything except the parks, and uh, uh, so we always ask for interaction for people, and Bob has been emailing us uh, as he's listened through several of our podcasts. In fact, he just uh, found
1: out about us, and he's going back to listen from the very beginning, and he said... You know, he was commenting on our very first podcast, and of course, we were just beginning to learn all the details about Disney, and there's so much more to learn. So, and he's uh, actually a Disney Vacation Club member just yeah. recently. So, so he's so.
0: sharing information not just on EPCOT, but I mean, through every one of the uh, episodes, all the podcasts that he's listened to, he shares information with us yep. about that uh, to give us some other things that we can add to. So, uh, hey, let's, let's just—I wanted to say thanks to Bob for that.
1: Yeah, and uh, and also don't forget that's what we have this podcast for for you to interact with us so we can just say stuff on on the air and on a recording so that you know we can get all these details correct and who knows there's so many i mean there's only two of us here we can't do all the details and get all the behind the scenes things and the and disney changes things so often so please send us your information if you want and if you want to even call the voicemail line we can put your recording on the air and uh it'll even come from you that way we don't even have to say it we'll just put your recording on. right
0: right yeah that's yeah that's exactly that's what we've shot for is to get interaction and i really don't want to be you know adam and i or know it all you know about disney or whatever we're talking about there's always somebody out there who knows a little more who's experienced it a little more so uh anyway awesome with that uh uh we're going to kind of uh, cover, um, start our way into uh, what we're going to be doing as our audio ride through today. That will be Soarin'. That's in Epcot in Future World, as I said in the beginning of the show, at the Land Pavilion. And uh, let's see here. Let me give a little bit of information about Soarin'. There's a sister ride to it. It's uh, called Soarin' of California, over California. That's in Disney's uh, California Adventure. Uh, which is part of Disneyland, right? Over in now, California, Soren in California opened in 2001, and Soren in Epcot opened in 2005. You might recognize the voice, and you'll hear it in the audio ride through uh, of the guy hosting the ride. He's Patrick Warburton. He was Putty in Seinfeld, and he's also done a couple of other th- and uh, things. And he introduces
1: himself as Patrick. So, yeah.
0: in listening to the audio, which you'll hear, it, cool, we'll play that. Uh, I'll give you this quickly: ride durations four. Four minutes and 41 seconds. The height requirement is 40 inches. And uh, let me see here. You must transfer uh, from a wheelchair. We're going to have some stuff about that, too, in our show notes, I believe, this week about wheelchair accessibility through the parks. Um, Let's see here. It is uh, FastPass available, and only in California and Disney's uh, California Adventure is it single rider available.
1: No, I want to comment about that. When you get in the line, you go through the fast pass. Usually, the fast pass is a shorter line to get to the front of the line. Uh, Eventually, the two lines converge and you're kind of in a shorter hallway. Um, As you get, as they line up, there's a certain amount of riders per ride. And they actually, if, say, there's a family, say that there's 10 slots available to fill, and there's a family of four and a family of four, and then a single person that rides, and they may be looking for one more rider to fill that line. Sometimes you can split your family up to get in quicker if you want, or if you're. So that's one one. As far as Disney World is concerned, um, th- that's probably why there's not a single rider line available. So
0: anyway. Okay. Too. I was just reading through a little bit here. I, I'm not sure if this. Let's see here. It says here before being boarded into the hangar, guests will be placed into a pre-show area themed named Alpha Gate, Bravo Gate, and Charlie Gate. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I don't remember
1: them being called that, but they say A, B, and C on them. Okay. So you can tell which is which. So,
0: And it says while waiting in this area, I guess we'll have the opportunity to interact with cast members. Do you remember that? Um, Well, there's a couple of cast members that now, are putting yeah. us in line, but there's not like. Well, I guess that would be your interaction. That's I mean, a, yeah. yeah, but and it's now not. Now, I like heard some time ago pilots. there was supposed to be interactive screen or something that you could do, or that may be something they're still working on. That oh, there were games yeah. or something that you could do.
1: Yeah, you know they might have done they might be doing that because as a general in a general queue, as far as a general queue, there's really not hardly anything to it. I mean, there's just big lines and big wall, uh, just a wall that separates the two lines into the Disney World queue. And there's really no computers anywhere, so I did see one on the side, and I didn't even look at it, and okay. it was only one out of the whole so line. it and might be were...
0: something that they were trying out, and they've kind of yeah. uh, maybe It might become somewhere.
1: something cool. I think there needs to be something, because we stood in line for a long time, and there's really nothing to look at. I okay. mean, there's a couple of wall art things, and they play these videos that are on the wall, and it's got the... Actually, I don't even remember the music being that apparent until uh, you get like farther man, I into just, the ride. That's what so. I was just getting ready to talk about. But, the
0: score to this thing, the oh. music and the ride... I found the first time I ever heard the ride, uh, I found the score to be incredible. Yeah. And so... It was pretty cool. It yeah. kind of just fits with... And if you like it, I've got a thing here too where it says that you can you can purchase it. It's found on music from Disney's California Adventure, uh, newer Walt Disney World official albums. And it's played as part of the loop when you walk into Disney's uh, Disneyland Resorts, which I've heard and Epcot's Entrance Plaza. So you can hear the music there. Oh, cool. But uh, I I'd wondered that at one time where I could buy it, and so I kind of answered that question for myself. Uh, let's see here. I guess, you know what, that's that's pretty much okay, quite I, a bit.
1: Let me say a little bit about it. I know we're kind of going long, but I don't care. This ride was amazing. But uh, in reference to the, okay, there's like the Alpha, the whatever you called it, there's three different letters that get you on Um, that divides the different sections up into the ride then within each one of those sections there are three rows so there's a top row a middle row and a lower row well if you're on the middle row or the lower row and you're looking straight you can see people's feet hanging down in front of you so if you can and we did this when we were there ask to be in the top row and then what they'll do is you may have to wait a full ride to go through but you can actually stand in line and get in the front row and that's it's this recording is me sitting on the top row in the middle we actually got in the middle cool. one which was cool because the the three different a B and c are are three different uh, independent like arms that are hoisting people up um, but the chairs are very comfortable there's a, the wind is blowing in your face there's yeah you know what let's sense. talk about that a little bit yes yeah. The sense. Yeah, they uh, they blow smells in the air. So when you're flying over the orange groves in California, you smell this then orange. And they blow
0: wind in your face, too. As oh, it's
1: actually going the whole time. It's oh, like a fan great. that is kind of blowing. But not only that, but the ride kind of moves to the left and to the right, and then you'll lean back as you're going up, and it kind of goes down at times. But it, I'm not saying this is a very um, aggressive movement, because this is very, very, very smooth. Um, I don't think that this would be a problem for anyone of any age, uh, unless you maybe maybe you have a little bit of motion sickness that might throw you off. I don't know. Maybe you should. Have what somebody about right. heights? Heights. I mean, I'm I'm somewhat. Like, when I'm standing on a tall tower, I get kind of dizzy, but it's not a big deal to me. I guess if you could ride an airplane, yeah. it's the same thing you as did riding okay an doing this. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Now, like Give a description of the theater. It's like an IMAX theater. It's like an IMAX theater. Um, in fact, when we were in the middle, I remember looking completely to my right, and I could still see this. that was the end of the screen. Completely to my left like was 180 the, end of the screen. Like 180-degree screen. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah it would yeah. be a 180 degree screen uh you can look all the way down and you can in fact the screen you can't Get see out the bottom cuz basically oh, yeah. the way it is is it's like a what is that like a concave yeah shape but when the ride lifts up you're actually hoisted out in front of it so it's there's a railing and stuff where you can't walk past it but like when you're there and then you can look up and it's it's almost like that high but anyway it looks it actually looks like you're flying over those scenes that they're showing—that's great. So. That's great.
0: All right. Well, yeah, we wanted to get a little bit of description in there, and uh, because when I heard first heard the audio, as many times as I've ever been to the to Epcot, I've never made it on this ride because I always have too many people with me, and so I was glad to see that Adam made it and could give yeah. me a better first hand description and it is a very popular ride well, jump I listened, on it first I listen to the audio and to hear yeah. the gasps and the laughs yeah. and the things coming from listen the listen for that you'll hear that it was great and mm-hmm. it was really it's, I've heard a lot of recordings of this and I to me thought this was one of the best recordings Uh, A lot of them that I've heard, you either heard too much audience interaction and you couldn't hear the music, or you heard so much of the music that it sounded as though you were just listening to the soundtrack and weren't even really on the ride. I thought this was a really good mix of hearing, hearing both. And so, uh, with that... if You know, if you do have an opinion about that, Bob, in
1: fact, emailed us and said he really enjoyed our president's audio. So, I'd be curious what he, hears,
0: what he thinks of this one. And, okay.
1: And if you guys have an opinion, please send them in. That's what we look for. That's what so. we're
0: waiting on. So, yeah. Anyway. yeah I, I, you know what? I've seen where we have listeners popping up uh, in, uh, well, Beijing, China. In New Zealand. Didn't you say Auckland, Argentina? New Didn't
1: you say somebody from Argentina? Argentina. Check you out know too. what?
0: We've had hits from several hits from uh, a lot of places in uh, India in uh, wow. China. Talking, Did you China, say China? Yeah, Beijing, yeah. China. Mm-hmm. In England. Yeah. We've had hits from all over the place. So I, we know that people are listening. And so if we can just get any of you to give us a ring uh, or email us, uh, we'd like to hear from you. Yeah. So with that, let's uh, move on to the audio. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, Adam? let's just okay. play it. It's All right. fun. Enjoy, Enjoy everybody. This. All right, see ya. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern Airlines Flight 5505 with Ryan Service in the Golden State of California. Before we board, we have a few announcements. If you have any loose-fitting shoes, such as flip-flops and sandals, please remove them once you've taken your seat and leave them on the floor in front of you. If you have any carry-on items too large or and to fit under the seat of Atlas, please hold the floor as well, and our opponents will be having stolen volume. Thank you, and enjoy your flight. Hello, and welcome to SOAR. My name is
1: Patrick, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin boarding in a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with some important safety information. When the doors to your flight open, please take a seat
0: and store all carry-on items in the under-seat compartment. This includes cameras, purses, hats, and of course, these little beauties. <laughs> Next, fasten your seat belts, inserting them into the buckle on your right. If smaller aviators don't measure up to the height indicator on the seat, just put the belt through the loop in the center strap before buckling. Nice work, pal. Soon you will be airborne. So if you or your little aviators have a fear of flying or of heights, you might want to wait for your party if you arrival OK, let's review. That is a seat, seat belt carrying on fear of heights. Keep your hands and arms inside at all times. Thanks. yeah, have a nice flight. OK, row one will follow me by row two and
1: then three.
0: Attention passengers, we are now We really hope you enjoyed that. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this show and the other shows uh, that we've done. If you haven't heard them, uh, go back and take a listen. uh, Contact us and let us know what you think. I really, I love listening to that audio back again. It reminds me of when we were there.
1: And it's kind of like, you know, you could say, oh, that's cheesy. You know, now you wish you were there again. And you, I don't know. I just like it because the whole reason we do this podcast is for vacations and we enjoy vacations and everybody has a work week and you ought to get through it so even if you just want to pop this on you know on your way to bed just kind of relax your day it's take just, it to another place it's really, nice that's to it. be a stressful you know r- r- relief from the stress but and, and listen honestly, you know i started
0: listening to uh podcasts like this because I don't always have the money or the time to travel to these places, oh, but yeah. you know, you kind of queue them up in your mind, and as you listen, people take you to these other places. That's why, you know, I was listening at the time, and so I would kind of set that in the back of my mind and think about, well, maybe I could go there later. Yeah. Uh, let me share quickly with you too. I, I listened to several Disney podcasts uh, one time, and I uh, had heard. A lot of recordings of Animal Kingdom and I remember when I walked back into Animal Kingdom this last December and heard the music, it just, it reminded me, the podcast then and the music that I was hearing live at that time just kind of pieced back together in my mind and made the experience even better for me. So we hope that uh, we're able to do that for you if you're uh, able to make it there. Yep, so send us your comments, it'd be fun.
1: Uh, let me say the voicemail line again, 641-715-3900, extension 53056, www.theseamazingplaces.com. And check us out. We'll be back again next week. We've got a ton more
0: audio from Disney. Go to our gallery.
1: Go to our gallery. There, and, and click pictures. even to go to our
0: Flickr. You can download them. You can use yeah. them on your desktop. You can you know, take them, whatever. I like the screensavers that I've created from our pictures. It's right. pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. So all right everybody. Hey, uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Have a great week. Thanks. See ya. Bye. I like to travel. I like to drive.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. This podcast may not be redistributed or re-recorded without prior written consent from theseamazingplaces.com. On behalf
0: of-